0: Comedy of Old Time Radio, I'm your host, Ron Ecclebarger. Bob's guest star today is well known for a Christmas movie, perhaps THE Christmas movie. So it's kind of fitting to have this episode, which is number 544 of The Bob Hope Show, to ring in 2023. It originally aired on January 28th, 1953. Here now is Bob Hope with his special guest, the one and only, Jimmy Stewart. Jello
1: presents The Bob Hope Show, transcribed direct from Hollywood with Les Brown and his band of renown. For Jello, yours truly, Bill Goodwin. Our singing star, Margaret Whiting. Our special guest, Jimmy Stewart. And here he is, Bob Hope.
2: very much. Here I am again for Jell-O. Yes, sir, working for America's favorite dessert so my relatives can have America's favorite money. (laughs) Well, this has been an interesting week. Lucille Ball gave birth to a baby, and in Washington the Republicans started making the changes. (laughs) And the White House is beautiful now that it's been redecorated, and Mamie is very proud of the highly polished floors. In fact, the first thing she said to the president was, take off those army
3: shoes.
2: (laughs) I finally had to pack his uniform away in a trunk. Whenever he hung it in the closet, the maws began whistling, don't let the stars get in your eye. (laughs) 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 The Republicans didn't even forget the White House washroom. There were new towels marked his, hers, and you have one term. Would you like to try for two?
3: (laughs) In
2: spite of her high position, Mamie is very domestic. Every morning she goes out of the White House lawn with a plate full of crumbs to feed the birds and the Democrats.
3: <laughs> there.
2: And there's a rumor that the Truman's booby-trapped the White House. Every time Mamie used the garbage disposal, the radio played am just wild about Harry. I want to tell you, the Eisenhowers are very closely guarded at the White House. The other night, Ike said, Good night, Mamie, and a Secret Service man answered, Sleep tight, dear.
3: <laughs> and did
2: you see the automobile uh, the President Ike rode in the parade of beauty? This week, the automobile manufacturers bought out their new cars, you know. You can see them in any used car lot in town. <laughs> One new car even has a television set in the rear window. It's very convenient for motorcycle cops. While they're chasing you, they can watch Dragnet. And the new models are so automatic that pretty soon we'll have cars running around without drivers. Of course, we've had that in California for years. I went down to get my license plates today. I wasn't sure I could get plates because the other day I had some trouble with a wise guy motorcycle cop. I denied I went through a red light and he thought I was lying just because he found it in my front seat. (laughs) But I'm glad to buy plates because the highway department needs the money. You'd be surprised how fast road building machinery has to be replaced. For instance, the first steam shovel used on the Hollywood freeway didn't last a week. It was captured by the Confederate Army. And some of the new cars are getting smaller and smaller. Yesterday, I was almost run over by a convertible roller skate with a windshield. (laughs) A really small... I was driving down Sunset Boulevard behind a midget car when it suddenly disappeared down a sewer grating. I yelled, is everything okay? And the driver yelled back, yeah, I'm headed for Santa Monica and I make faster time floating. Say, hey, Bob. He's coming out, Sam.
1: Say, <laughs> yeah. hey, Bob. Yeah, Bill. Uh, Bob, I kind of made a promise before I left home tonight, and I wonder if you'd let me keep it. What kind of a promise? Well, I I said I'd say hello to my loved ones over the air. How about it, Bob? Bill, you know that's against the network rules. Oh, come on, Bob. Just this once. Oh, all right. Say hello to your loved ones, and then clam up. Gee, thanks, Bob. Hello, you big, beautiful strawberry, raspberry, and cherry. <laughs> You too, you delicious orange, lemon, and lime Mmm I love you Oh, break it up, good one. You can't mean it You can't talk to Jell-O It can't hear you Oh, well then why does it keep sending me a check each week?
3: <laughs>
2: Jell-O sends you money each week? Well, sure, a lot Hello there, you gorgeous, fruity Jello. Jell-O Hello, you Jell-O love Yet every time I think of that delicate, piquant flavor that is yours alone, I sigh with delight. You fabulous dessert, you. Come <laughs> up to my apartment some evening and I'll toss you into a bowl of hot water.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and I'll set you aside to cool. Then I'll put a romantic tango on the phonograph and we can shimmer together in the moonlight. He's the one who can do it, too.
3: <laughs>
2: Good one, you beast. You've broken the spell. Why? Why did you do it just as I was beginning to make time?
1: Well, I... I was getting jealous. Oh, Will, boy, there's
2: no need to be jealous. After all, there's all the delicious jello anyone could want right down at any corner grocery store. Well, how about the stores in the middle of the block? Plenty of
1: jello there, too. Well, in that case, how about all you folks in the audience checking up on your jello supply?
2: Not now. Don't leave. <laughs> if it
1: needs replenishing, stop off at your groceries tomorrow for a new supply. And don't forget, jello is not only delicious, but economical,
3: too. That's
2: right. Remember the old saying keeping jello always in stock keeps dear Papa out of hock.
3: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen This may have been a normal week for a lot of people But it's really been hectic for Bob It all started the other morning when I went over to his house With a piece of startling news Bob, Bob, where are you? In here, Bill Hey, hi, Bill. Rob, I rushed right over here. I've got some fantastic news for you. I just heard a Hollywood news broadcast. Bing is going to make another road picture, and you're not going to be in it. He's going to make the picture without you.
3: Oh, you're kidding.
1: No. Bing says in this picture he's going to cut out the dead weight.
3: (laughs)
2: Crosby's a fine one to talk. My weight isn't any deader than his. (laughs) Well, I thought you'd be surprised, Bob oh, I don't understand Bing's attitude Our new picture, The Road to Bally Is breaking records all over the country What could a road picture possibly be without me? Why, it would be sheer... It, it would be sheer... Sheer entertainment?
3: Bill, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have
2: a 10-year contract But it can be canceled at the end of any 15-minute period uh,
3: I'll
2: get it, Bill
4: Hi, Bob Well,
2: Margaret Whiting, come on in
4: Hello, Maggie Bob, I just dropped in to talk about the music we're going to do on that What are you two looking so excited about?
2: Bing Crosby's going to make a road picture and he's leaving me out of it No That's right
4: Well, rush me a tutti-frutti Sunday, my world is shattered (laughs) You
2: don't seem to realize what's going on, Maggie This is a big double cross
4: Oh, that's silly, Bob You and Bing ought to be the best of friends I don't think he means you any harm
2: You're right, after all, Bing's just an eccentric old man
4: (laughs) he certainly is That's why you two should get along
2: (laughs) This kid's quite a combination Half Peggy
4: Lee and half Pinky (laughs) Bob, what's all the fuss? So what if Bing is making a road picture without him? The important thing is, what are you going
2: to do about it,
1: Bob? I don't know.
4: There's only one thing you can do, Bob. Get out and produce your own road (coughs) picture. Feed him to it.
2: But that would be a whole new thing. I've never done that before. Well, so what? You never
1: high-jumped before till Marilyn Monroe built that wall around her house. (laughs)
2: What an awful way to find out she's got a swimming pool
3: (laughs) I tell you, that's the thing to
2: do, Bob Get out and produce your own road picture Well, you make it sound easy Do you know how much money it takes? A million dollars Well, So what? Somewhere
1: there must be a rich old miser Crouching on his money bags who'd part with a million bucks We're back
4: to Bing again Uh, the Bank of America will lend money to an independent producer to make a picture if they know him. That's a good idea. I think I'll run down to the bank. I know the president, Mr. Harkins.
2: Can I come in, Mr. Harkins? Well,
1: well, Bob Hope. Step right in and have a chair. Oh, thank you. Uh, pardon me. Uh, Miss Jones, Bob Hope is in my office. Shut off my phones and make sure we're not interrupting. Now, Bob, what brings you to the bank today? Is your milk bottle full of pennies again?
2: (laughs) No, no, Mr. Harkins. I've got something important on my mind. I've got to have a million dollars right away. What? Say, why are you moving your feet around like that? I can't find the alarm button under this carpet. (laughs) I'm not grandma, you know. Don't let the Mamie Bangs fool you. (laughs) I'm sorry, Bob. Exactly what is your proposition? Well, I want the money to produce a picture on my own.
1: I always try to judge the man I'm doing business with by his character. Take you, for instance. Well, what about me? A good reputation? An honest face? A clean, straightforward look in your eye? I wish you had
2: him.
3: <laughs> you
2: didn't talk like this when you were whining and dining me every night trying to get me into your Christmas club. Now, Bob,
1: let's not have words. We've been friends for 15 years. <laughs> you may be a big star, but I remember when you used to come in here just to steal our lily cups.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, that was quite a while ago. <laughs> yeah. How about the million dollars? Do I get it or don't I? Oh, no, you certainly don't understand banking, Bob. Before your loan can go through, I have to approve it, the vice president has to approve it, the chairman of the board has to approve it, then it goes to the main office in San Francisco... Then there's still one more step before you get your million dollars. What's that? One of our directors has to go on Double or Nothing and win it.
3: <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, Bob. The answer is no. I've got to turn you down. If there were another star in this picture with you, someone like Clark Gable, Lena Turner, Cary Grant, Jimmy Stewart... We might go for the proposition.
2: You mean I've got to have an important name in my picture?
1: Oh, yes. We
2: couldn't consider the deal otherwise. Oh, thanks a lot. See you later, Mr. Harkins. Uh, goodbye, Bob. Boy, the <laughs> The bank is crowded today. Oh, pardon me, can I squeeze through here? Oh, thank you. Oh, Bob. Huh? Oh, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Hey, nice to see you, Jimmy. What are you doing in the bank? Oh, I came to
5: deposit some money, Bob. My milk bottle's full of pennies again.
2: <laughs> well, Jimmy, it's wonderful bumping into you like this. Well, same here, Bob. You know, you and Gloria haven't been out to our house in a long time. Well, you and Dolores haven't been out to our place in a
5: couple of years. Uh, That's right, Jim. Why don't we arrange something? Well, what for? We can't improve on the
2: arrangement we have now.
3: LAUGHTER
2: I may get a refund on my bottle of
3: airwick. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: awful nice to see you, Bob. What brings you to town today? Oh, I came in to borrow a million dollars. My gosh, a thousand dollars. Well, that's a lot of money. Now I'm afraid to tell him what I really said. <laughs>
3: I'm trying to produce
2: my own picture And I want the bank to finance it If everything works out I'll amortize a million dollars On short-term notes Am I boring you? Oh, no No, I like to come to
5: town And hear this big talk
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've
2: also wired A couple of big money men In the East And they're flying out To have a conference with me And we're going to survey MGM and Paramount And rent a few studios Have you been doing Anything exciting, Jimmy? Oh, oh yeah Yesterday the washing machine overflowed And I chased my underwear Clear down the driveway (laughs) Uh, You know, Jimmy, the bank requires That I have another star in this picture with me They do, huh? We can't talk about the picture here Why don't you come over to my radio show tonight And we'll talk about it Oh, fine, Bob You know, making an independent picture Is a fine investment I'm sure we could do all right And of course we'll cut up some nice profits Well,
5: when it comes to business I'm just a babe in arms, Bob Um, A babe in arms? Yeah, I'm... I Well, for instance, who would get the other 50% of the profits? You mean
2: after my half? No, after mine.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: what did you teeth on, Fort Knox? <laughs> now Les Brown brings on our Capitol Recording singing lady, Miss Margaret Whiting. That's you.
6: If you see my darling With somebody new Keep it a secret Whatever you do Why should you tell me And break my poor heart Then foolish pride would just drive us apart if you see my darling in some rendezvous painting the town with a girl he once knew pay no attention and just let it be but keep it a secret from me. <laughs> a secret from
3: me.
1: Yeah, Bill, what's the first thing you did this morning? Say, what is this? No, no, really, Bob. What'd you do? Take a shower? Why, is there one missing?
3: <laughs>
2: I'll never forget pick and Pat. I love it. <laughs> Please be serious,
1: Bob. You see, I, I've been thinking. Well, that is serious.
3: <laughs> I've been
1: thinking that maybe there ought to be some way for people to remind themselves to make a jello salad for dinner tomorrow. A jello salad? Well, sure, there are lots of folks who have jello in their house right this minute, but who've never even tried one of those shimmering, delicious jello salads. Oh, no, you're joking. No, no, I'm oh, not. <laughs> I'm not, Rob. There are people listening right now that have never discovered how easy to prepare and economical those jello salads
2: are. I can't believe it why people like that should be investigated. Has Dick Tracy heard about this?
3: <laughs> I
2: think he's working on it. Oh. But Bob, I've thought of a way for these folks
1: to remind themselves to try a jello salad tomorrow. St- uh, Bill, you're true blue, always thinking of others. You're a genius. You're right. Now, here's my idea. <laughs>
3: Tomorrow morning, when
1: these folks get up to make the morning coffee, I suggest that they just make an extra batch of hot water and toss
2: a box of jello in it. Bill, I think you've got a big point there. Thanks, Bob. But I can't figure out how he gets his hat on over it.
3: <laughs> but really, Bill, that's a pretty... Why, is there
2: one missing? Bill, that's a pretty... That's a pretty shrewd idea, Bill. The housewife gets her jello salad made first thing in the morning, then she puts it in the refrigerator and forgets it. Well, sure, then it's all set for dinner that night. No fuss, no bother, no trouble. No fooling, girls. Tomorrow morning, how about getting that jello salad underway at the same time you start the coffee? Then at dinner time, you can surprise the folks with one of the best looking, best tasting salads they've ever tried. And do it tomorrow, gals. <laughs> Say, Jimmy. Yeah, Bob? I just phoned Mr. Harkins, the president of the bank, and asked him to come over. We can do a scene from my road picture for him. It's going to be a western.
5: You know, I don't think I should have come down here tonight, Bob. This is all so different for me.
2: Oh, don't be silly. I've heard you on a lot of radio programs. You've always been great.
5: Oh, yeah, well, thanks, Bob. But on those programs that uh, you were talking about, yeah. I, I always worked with actors. Oh, oh! <laughs> oh, oh I, I, I did no offense, Bob, but I meant actors
2: doing serious stuff. Jimmy, know. I can be as serious as anybody. Yeah,
5: yeah, you've been doing fine so far.
3: <laughs> Critic. How can he look
2: like Abraham Lincoln and do lines like Milton Berle? After- <laughs> Now, Jimmy, in this scene we're going to do You and I will
4: play the male parts And Margaret Whiting will be the girl All set, Maggie? Sure, Bob Gee, it's going to be a pleasure to work with Jimmy He's made so many wonderful pictures
5: Well, thank you, Maggie I've had my share of luck
4: You know, it's strange You've been making pictures in Hollywood all these years And yet you've never made one with Bob I guess I've had more of my share of luck
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Uh, of course, Bob and I have been friends for a long time I know when I moved out here to Hollywood I guess Bob was one of the first people I met
4: That must have been quite a while ago Hey uh, <laughs>
5: Yes, yes It was, uh, Bob wasn't a star in those days <laughs> Bob wasn't a star, he used to come around our neighborhood selling lily cups
2: Well, there wasn't much in it, I hardly made taxi fare from washroom to washroom
4: well, I think it's wonderful that two friends like you are finally going to work together in a picture
5: Well, now, I haven't made up my mind yet, Maggie I don't want to, don't want to rush into this thing
3: Well,
5: what's the matter, Jimmy? Well, you know what can happen to your career in Hollywood If you make a flop picture Or what? Well, it's goodbye, that's all Today you're at Ciro's drinking wine Tomorrow you're up at Fresno crushing the grapes
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Crushing the grapes Oh, that couldn't possibly happen, could it, Maggie? You tell them,
4: Purplefoot (Laughter)
2: Well, believe me
3: (laughs) Believe me, there's
2: nothing to worry about, Jimmy We both had experience making pictures That's true, that's true (laughs) Have you ever had anything to do with independent productions?
5: Uh, Well, in a way, Gloria and I have (laughs) (laughs)
3: twins
2: That makes you NBC's answer to Lucy and Desi, doesn't
3: (laughs) it? Hey, that
2: must be Mister Harkins from the bank. Come in.
3: Hello,
1: Bob.
2: As soon as I got your message, I came right over. Oh, fine, Mister Harkins. Now, this is Maggie Whiting and Jimmy Stewart. Uh, Miss
3: Whiting. Oh, how hey, do
2: you do? For... <laughs> <laughs> See, we're a little short actors, so I just thought I'd. Done
3: it. <laughs> Why? We're all set
2: to do a scene from from the road picture for you, Mr. Harkins.
3: Oh, splendid, splendid. <laughs> oh, just call
2: me Purplefoot. It's nothing.
3: <laughs>
2: Why don't you just take a seat, Mr. Harkins, and we'll run through the scene for you. Okay, Bob. Okay. Music, Les. And now
1: we present a story of two strong men and a girl in the Old West. The Road to Cactus Gulch.
2: <laughs> I'm one of the many mentioned folks. They call me Tex. I'm an outlaw, who's been again a law. A man like me... Doesn't have any friends. Only got one buddy in this whole world. My pal Smokey Jim back there in Cactus Gulch.
5: That's me. <laughs> Smokey Jim. But I ain't an outlaw no more. When Tex went away, I turned straight. Five years ago, the people of this here town made me their sheriff. Well, I'm so proud of the star they give me. It's never been off my chest since. Of course, I'm getting kind of sick sleeping on my back. Laughter Citizen Cactus Gulch. Even got myself a gal, Maggie Lou.
4: Mighty pretty heifer. (laughs) You're playing the guitar kind of sad today, Smokey.
5: I I got a feeling of foreboding.
3: There's (laughs) There's
5: something in the air. What is it? I don't know. I. I don't know, but everything's still, the leaves are hanging down on the trees And look over yonder at the mountains over there, even the Pecos is poop. <laughs>
0: uh,
4: what's the matter with you, Smokey? I don't know
3: <laughs> I
5: don't, It's just a feeling I got When I come riding over this morning, there was a couple of dead men lying in front of the saloon Door was blown off the bank. The schoolhouse was on fire. I just don't know. I can't put my, Can't put my finger on it, but there's something wrong
3: in this town. Whoa! Why?
4: Look who it is. It's your old buddy.
5: Yeah, that's him. Hello, Tex. Hello, Dopey That's Smokey
3: Oh. <laughs> I'm the sheriff
5: of this here town, and I've cleaned up the town. You cleaned up cactus goats? Yeah, I caught the last crook yesterday. I put him in jail and sent his fingers to Washington. You sent his fingers to Washington? I had to. Ain't no one around here can take fingerprints. Well, I ain't afraid of no tin horn
2: sheriff. I've just... What's that? That's a super chief.
5: <laughs> but there ain't any railroad tracks out in the desert.
2: I know. Those Democrats are really going home.
4: Now, <laughs> uh, Tech,
5: I- I'm telling you once more. Get on your horse and get.
4: Yeah, leave us be, Tex. Smokey here is trying to go straight, so leave him alone.
2: Well, you're a cute little palomina. <laughs> You're prettier than a coyote skin hanging on a bunkhouse wall. <laughs> this here's my gal, Tex.
3: <laughs>
4: yes, Tex and I are fixing to get married. Old Judge Fisher's gonna let us have a cottage over by the Mill Creek, the other side of Spoon River, where Indian Head Mountain juts out and hides the entrance to Moon Valley, down back of a Painted Desert.
5: Yes, sir, we're gonna be mighty happy in that house. If we can ever find it.
3: <laughs>
2: now, looky here, Smokey. Oh Bob. oh, Bob. Oh, what is it, Mr. Hawkins? I think I've heard
1: enough to make my decision, Bob. I'm going to lend you the million dollars for your picture. Yes? But um, there's just one thing. Yeah, what is that? I don't think we'll need both you and Jimmy Stewart in the picture. From what I've seen tonight, I know now that... One of you is a fine, first-rate actor, and the other is nothing at all. So, the other man is out.
2: Oh, gee, poor Jimmy. How am I going to break the news to him?
1: <laughs> it won't be necessary, Bob. You're the one who's out. <laughs> <laughs> the picture will star Jimmy Stewart. You're a fine performer, Jimmy. Gee, well, well, thank you very much. And uh, Let's go somewhere and discuss the details. Uh, so long, Bob.
5: Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I'll see you later, Bob. George, uh, what are you going to do?
2: Oh, I'll think of something.
5: Well, gee,
1: so long, Bob. <laughs> here you are. Get your lily cups here.
2: <laughs> All kinds for the memory. I want to thank Jimmy Stewart, Maggie, Bill, Les Brown, Bill Johnson for a fine show. Ladies and gentlemen, somewhere in Korea tonight, perhaps at this very minute, A wounded GI's life is being saved with a blood transfusion. That blood was placed in a blood bank here at home by a civilian. It might have been you or, or me. And right now the need for blood plasma is greater than ever. Blood banks all over the country must have your help. Why not call your local Red Cross chapter? It's quick, easy, and safe. And remember, by giving a pint of blood, you give another heart a chance to beat for freedom. Thank you and good night.
4: your shelf. Quick minute rice, so fluffy and nice, it practically makes itself. Minute rice, and your toil,
3: add a little water, bring it to a boil. Good! Minute rice.
1: It's easy to fix your favorite rice dishes with minute rice, because it's pre-cooked. There's no washing, no rinsing, no draining, no steaming. Go to your grocers now and get the large, economical, family size of minute rice. (laughs) Be sure to listen to the Bob Hope Show next week from Hollywood with our special guest, Jack West. Jimmy Stewart will soon be seen in the MGM picture, The Naked Spur. Cello has brought you the Bob Hope Show, written by Larry Marks and Norman Sullivan, transcribed direct from Hollywood, California. Cello is a registered trademark of General Foods.
0: I'm not going to try to write my own biographical sketch on one whom I consider to be perhaps the greatest actor of the 20th century. Instead, I'll read it from his museum's website. The web address is jimmy.org forward slash jimmy stewarts biography, if you care to go out and read it for yourself or to take a look at his museum's website. Here's what they have to say about the life of James Maitland Stewart. Jimmy Stewart was the movie's quintessential everyman, a uniquely all-American performer who parlayed his easygoing persona into one of the most successful and enduring careers in film history. James Maitland Stewart was born in Indiana, Pennsylvania, on May 20th, 1908, the son of Elizabeth and Alexander Stewart. He achieved so much in his lifetime. Growing up in a small town with his two sisters, Virginia and Mary, instilled values that would carry him throughout his life. Jimmy, as he was known by those close to him and his fans, attended Indiana Normal School, Mercersburg Academy, and Princeton University. His plans for the future entailed working at the JM Hardware Company store that was started by his grandfather and passed down to his father. This never came to fruition, although his father always thought that if things didn't work out, Jimmy could come back home and take over the store. Jimmy graduated from Princeton with a degree in architecture. Due to the Depression, Jimmy thought that there would not be many jobs available, so he took up an offer from a friend. He spent the next summer preparing a show for Broadway with the Falmouth Players. When the show headed to New York, Jimmy followed suit. He was enamored with it all. He started on Broadway with bit parts, moved to small parts, and those led to leading roles until he was discovered by Hollywood. In 1935, Stewart signed a contract with MGM Studios and began his impressive film career. During the 1930s, he made 21 feature films and continued to hone his acting skills. He starred in films with Spencer Tracy, Ginger Rogers, Marlena Dietrich, Clark Gable, Gene Harlow, Joan Crawford, Margaret Sullivan, and Edward G. Robinson. MGM casted him in musicals, dramas, comedies, and westerns. Frank Capra took notice of him in Navy, Blue, and Gold and casted him in You Can't Take It With You. In 1938 this film won the Academy Award for Best Picture. Stewart then starred in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington and received his first Academy Award nomination for Best Actor. He won the New York Critics Award, but not the Academy Award. This happened again 20 years later with Anatomy of a Murder. Jimmy did win the Academy Award for Best Actor for The Philadelphia Story, also starring Cary Grant and Katherine Hepburn in 1940. Stewart was riding high and MGM was expecting big things from him. What he chose to do next was bigger than anyone could have imagined. Like his ancestors before him, Stewart enlisted in the United States Army, to the dismay of MGM. The Stewart family tradition of serving in the military goes back to Jimmy's third great-grandfather, Fergus Moorhead, who served in the Revolutionary War. Jimmy's maternal grandfather was a general for the Union in the Civil War. His father, Alex, served in both the Spanish-American War and World War I. Jimmy Stewart entered the Army as a private and at the end of World War II was a colonel in the Army Air Corps, fully decorated as a result of the 20 combat missions he flew over Germany as leader of a squadron of B-24s. Among the medals he was awarded were two Distinguished Flying Crosses and the Croix de Guerre. Stewart continued his military career after World War II by serving in the Air Force Reserves and rose to the rank of Brigadier General. President Reagan awarded him the Medal of Freedom, which is the highest award that can be awarded to any civilian in the United States. Following the war, Jimmy got right back into the business of making movies. His first post-war performance in the movie It's a Wonderful Life earned him an Academy Award nomination. Initially, this film was a box office bust, but it has become the most famous Christmas holiday film in Hollywood history. It was also Stewart's and Frank Capra's favorite film. During the 1950s, Jimmy broadened his roles and collaborated with some of the greatest directors of his time, such as Alfred Hitchcock, Cecil B. DeMille, Billy Wilder, Anthony Mann, John Ford, and Otto Preminger. In 1955, Stewart was the top male at the box office and in the top five for several years. He received another Academy Award nomination for the film many considered his signature role, Harvey. Jimmy ended his bachelor status in 1949 when he married Gloria Hattrick McLean. They had twin daughters, Kelly and Judy, and with Gloria's two sons, Michael and Ronald, Jimmy settled down to family life. Unfortunately, they lost Ronald to the Vietnam War. Stewart's success continued into the 60s and 70s by acting in such movies as The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, Shenandoah, and The Flight of the Phoenix. He had his own television series, The Jimmy Stewart Show, and played the recurring role of Hawkins in the mystery movie of the week. Jimmy was a popular guest on many television shows in the 1980s and was recognized as one of the great actors of the golden age of Hollywood. Stewart received his second Academy Award award, for Lifetime Achievement. He also was awarded the Golden Globe Cecil B. DeMille and American Film Institute Awards for Lifetime Achievement. He accidentally started a new career as a poet when he recited his poem A Dog Named Bo on The Johnny Carson Show. Jimmy Stewart's book of poems became a bestseller and continues to sell very well today. Stewart went into semi-retirement when his health began to fail him. He retired permanently from public life after his beloved wife of 45 years passed away. James Maitland Stewart died on July 2, 1997. He will be remembered as a talented actor, brave military hero, loving husband, good father, and a giant among men. He leaves a legacy of honesty, hard work, and strong values. He was a good man, a loyal citizen, and had a wonderful life. He indeed earned his wings. Well, that was the biography. A little bit longer than I normally do, but I thought it appropriate, given the stature of Jimmy Stewart, the actor, the war hero, and the man. One interesting note that was not in this biography is that when Jimmy went to New York and started making it on Broadway, his roommate was Henry Fonda. Interesting how the two of them together started in Broadway. Both of them ended up with incredible acting careers and they remained friends for the rest of their lives. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Until we meet again, in the words of Susan Sontag, I want to make a New Year's Prayer not a resolution. I'm praying for courage.